you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Bidiki ako se napravi greška, tak je bide kobna. Nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to, to remain more sexypil lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izinite gregi. The Social Democrat Party in Macedonia, led by Zoran Zayev, the Prime Minister, held their party congress and now the powerful, or is it once powerful, vice president of the party, Radmila Shekarinska, is now out, while Zayev loyalists are in. The party also did not change its name and did not add the offensive word, quote, North, unquote, to the party name, despite the fact that Zayev said they would. Is that a tell? On the education front, however, the party is still moving forward with its plans to continue erasing Macedonian history as Zayev's education minister, Mila Saroska, is moving ahead with plans to make physical school books obsolete and replace them with digital books. While this could be seen as a smart idea in our digital age, it also makes it far easier for the government to change the content based on nothing more than pressure from an outside neighboring country. Say, do you know any neighboring countries that would want to see that happen? As parents and students protest this move, what happens next? And the terrorist-designated group Hamas rains rockets down on Israel while Israel, rightly, defends itself. Some Macedonians criticize Israel publicly until the Islamists arrive, shouting Allahu Akbar. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Cvetan Shulemanov in Skopje, Macedonia. Wow. Um, Islamists shouting Allahu Akbar <laughs> in the middle of, on the Plostad, I believe it was, in, yeah. uh, in Skopje. That's, uh, that's got to be a side. There's got to be some good video of that. Yeah, they started from the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> they actually oh. gathered. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, my gosh. Which is right there on the square. Yeah. In the old Jewish quarter of the city. Oh. Very, very pointed uh, protest. Wow. So, yeah. So, I, I saw some, some photos on, on the Twitters uh, from uh, some Macedonians, of the group of, of Macedonians holding up, you know, uh, you know uh, signs in support of the Palestinians. The, the Palestinians mm. and, and criticizing Israel and criticizing the Jewish people and basically saying that, uh, you know, Israel has blood on its hands, it's an apartheid state, what have you. Uh, so, you know, okay, fine. Everybody's got the right to, to protest, etc. Uh, I believe they're wrong, of course. Uh, and then these Islamists show up starting to <laughs> shout Allahu Akbar. So what did the Macedonians who were there originally protesting do? Uh, it was one of these usual, typical, like, left-wing organizations, uh, so socialist of some kind uh, of or, or another. And, uh, you know, with the, the things uh, going on in Israel, they, they said, okay, let's have a rally. <laughs> but it didn't count on the, on the Muslim groups coming from the other side of the river. And uh, some of them had, like, proper banners, like... Uh, uh, I think like the the green flag of uh, Saudi Arabia or stuff like that, mm. and uh, I mean, what do I know what this stuff means? But you know, this usual Islamic yeah. iconography, and they started shouting, and uh, the urban leftists who who were giving like long boring speeches about Israel being an apartheid state, and uh, mm. um, 
they they had the they 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 think this is clever. They they were uh, others others were doing this online. The, uh, because Vimero uh, expressed support for Israel first, of course. and then like a few days later, Zayev had a similar statement, mm -hmm. uh, and they had like uh, an article. Well, if uh, the Palestinians are terrorists, then uh, Vimero, you know, the historic organization for liberation of Macedonians from the Ottomans, they're also terrorists. <laughs> And uh, they think it's super clever, you know, to to say this about uh, Vimero. And they had like a sign saying, uh, if uh, the Palestinians are terrorists, then the partisans from World War Two, the oh. you know the communist partisans, they were also mm -hmm. terrorists. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know they were being too too smart by half, and <laughs> and then they had their coalition partners show up, and uh, again we were reminded how ridiculous this uh, coalition is of uh, urban, you know. Uh, feminist, uh, new wave feminism, and uh, um, liberals, as they call themselves sure. now. Mm -hmm. uh, people uh, on one side, uh, you know, Macedonians, who are from this uh, these urban left-wing circles, and then uh, their main coalition partner, which they need to beef up their votes in you know, come election time, are the uh, Muslim communities and the minority communities in any country. Right. And in our case, it's the Muslim community, Albanians, Turks, etc., who are, you know, much more to the point, <laughs> much mm -hmm. more, uh, much less refined uh, when it comes to expressing themselves. <laughs> and <laughs> they come out and, you know, deaf to the Jews and, and yeah. all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, eventually, you know, the leftists just had to move to another quarter, another part of the of the square to continue with their... Uh, urban uh, protest while all <laughs> these guys were shouting Allah but th these two sides have nothing in common obviously I mean they would right. uh, they wouldn't have anything to talk about if they would sit together for a uh, for a glass of salep or uh, decaf coffee or whatever <laughs> but they are a political coalition and they run the country at the moment you know is the SM is uh, the left the main left wing party is largely you know overrun by the this new wave leftism exported from the U.S., but their numbers were not enough, so they had to expand, and they included uh, uh, the Muslim community. And now we have a coalition of, you know, people who would explain, "I'm not a birthing object. Uh, my womb, my choice. My body, my choice." You know, stuff like that. And then on the other side, you have an exclusively male protest of people who would not let their women. Uh, Go out in the street without being covered in a in a blanket with uh, isolates and uh, uh, you know who are really from a, from a different century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, let's, it's let's, magnificent. Yeah, let's let and let's talk about that the citizen and and the changes in the party, which I mentioned in the monologue. Um, but but first, it, I find it fascinating, Svetin, that you've got these lefties in in Macedonia they're protesting against Israel's right to defend itself. Um, oh, yeah. And they think they know what they're talking about. And yet, the governments of four Muslim countries, UAE, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan, have not criticized Israel. When you think that they would, and of course these are the ones that have normalized their, their ties with Israel, the Abraham Accords and whatnot. Um, and the reason is, is because these governments of these countries rightly... They, they, they know what's, what's happening on the ground. They know that th this whole issue currently going on in Israel right now started with um, 
uh, Mahmoud Abbas, who canceled elections because he feared that Hamas was going to gain seats, uh, didn't want that to happen because they're actually a terrorist-designated mm. organization. Uh, so he canceled elections and then, of course, figured out a way to blame it on Israel, and then they started this, this, this uh, Hamas started shooting rockets indiscriminately into Israel. Uh, and as I understand it, a lot of the rockets are so poorly guided that a lot of them fall on Hamas territory and, and kill their own people. Um, but a lot of these rockets and the money to finance what they've been doing, of course, comes from Iran. And these, these governments, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan, etc., uh, rightly fear <laughs> Iran more than Israel. So that's why they are making peace with Israel. And of course, this is, this, the credit goes to the Trump administration because it was the Trump administration that organized all of this. And you've got, and then, you, and of course, the, the, the big one, the, the, the gorilla on the, in, in the, on the block, of course, is Saudi Arabia. Are they going to make peace with Israel or not? Egypt and Jordan did many, many, many years ago. Um, but my point being that you've got these lefties in, in Macedonia thinking that they know infinitely better than the governments of these states in the region, which I always find fascinating. It basically, it goes back to hubris and arrogance. And that's, I think, what the, 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 certainly the leadership and maybe a large part of the membership of Citizen, uh, one, of their, one of their main problems is the hubris and the arrogance that they all harbor. Uh, so, but, but let's talk about the party congress uh, that Citizen just had. Radmila Shekarinska, the once powerful former vice president of the party, still a defense minister, in Macedonia is now out, uh, been replaced by others. Is There's more than one vice president of the party, correct? Uh, there is a deputy leader and then okay. several vice presidents Okay, who yeah. have lower authority than the deputy right. leader. But Zayev is remaking the party with his own loyalists now, isn't that, is that a fair reading? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the uh, he replaced Shekerinska... So practically he runs the what we call the urban, the, the rural wing. We actually use more pejorative term for this, but let's go with <laughs> rural at the moment. And uh, these are like uh, nouveau riche people, uh, suspiciously uh, rich, <laughs> newly rich, enriched uh, people. Uh, while the the other faction, the, the other main faction in Skopje, called the urban wing, are usually like the old money in our terms, which would be the old communist party, bourgeoisie, people from the old communist party. Uh, the children, grandchildren of uh, communist era dignitaries, mm -hmm. who are usually, you know, you can usually find them in the universities and, uh, uh, or just like constantly rotating from parliament to a ministry to, you know, government when they're in power. Um, so these two factions, much like, and, and there is a growing third faction, which is, as we discussed, the Muslim faction, the Albanian faction, NSDSM. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, these three sides have very little in common unless they can find themselves in a in a business opportunity together, or unless they uh, they're kept united by the pressing hatred for Vimero, for the you know the normals, the normies, the conservative Macedonians, uh, who all of these factions load, and especially Gruevski, who they loaded uh, with uh, tremendous passion, mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, Shikirinska lends uh, some credibility with this uh, urban faction, even though we had examples when, to his face, a journalist from this faction would tell him, well, we consider you a celiac, a peasant, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, uh, and uh, Shekerinska would appease this faction. They would tell, it would tell her own people from Skopje, from these elite universities and uh, NGO groups, etc. Listen, you know, we need him. He has the money at the moment. He's going to be useful. If somebody goes to prison for what we're doing, you know, it, it better be him than us. Mm. Uh, so uh, she was lending him credibility. But now she's out. Um, what's the reason? You know, there is a. It still hasn't spilled in the open. Their their fight. Mm. We now have a, a group, which um, a media group close to Shekerinska, pushing even more scandals uh, uh, involving Zayev's people. So um, it's getting uh, ugly between mm. them. But uh, um, she still hasn't accused him publicly. Zayev thanked her for her service. He called her my comrade, uh, said she will continue to support us, etc. She immediately, the next day, she went to the Krivolak army range again with the U.S. ambassador. So they're meeting like every week there for these large maneuvers which are coming. So she's showing, she's messaging to everybody I still have the support of the real power in the country, which is the U.S. embassy. She, she may go to be Macedonian ambassador to Washington after Ferchkovsky was uh, kneecapped when he applied for this role. Uh, but uh, there were leaks from the Congress, obviously, with several hundred delegates uh, participating in the discussion. Somebody, somebody obviously recorded the, the, the whole thing. and uh, well, Everybody's got uh, their cell phone there, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, bits are being aired on YouTube, or on Facebook now. Mm. And one of them was Shekirinska. Very short segments, like 20 seconds, uh, uh, from one delegate complaining that they've all been forgotten by the a leadership, others complaining that, you know, these several people who were removed from office, like this Stoiko guy, this uh, inspector, and uh, uh, the mayor of Kumanova, who is not happy with Zav. So there were recordings of people standing up for these two guys and accusing Zav of uh, uh, pushing, you know, uh, pushing them in front, uh, under the bus. Was... And then the... Sh- Sorry? No, it was uh, Branko Servinkowski there. Oh, no, no. no. Okay. He, he said he froze his participation in the party. And besides, I don't think he would be a delegate, like a former leader. Right. He has this honorary leadership role. But, uh, I mean, being a, a simple delegate would be too no, that'd be beneath, beneath him. him. Right? Yeah. He would have people who would record this, who, who may have had a hand in recording this. Mm-hmm. So the Shakirinska segment, she was like in this old communist style, very unspecific in what she was saying. Uh, we are we are on the verge of making the same mistakes again, but she doesn't say what kind of mistakes. Uh, I wish you know people would speak more often, more open, and we uh, you know praised more, you know supported more people uh, who speak their mind and not those who are like uh, being uh, calculative and um, tactical. So this broad criticism, which wouldn't raise eyebrows at a normal Congress, except that now she's leaving the party and uh, it, it sounds more ominous than it would normally sound. She did not say what she's specifically against, but uh, the fact that she made criticism allows her people to then go through the party and say she meant this is bad, she meant this is not working. Uh, so we're, we will see soon what uh, she meant mm-hmm. by her criticism. And she's replaced by a person who looks like her, you know, comes from a similar background, like Skopje, urban girl, a, a woman, of course. Uh, Sanya Lukarevska is her name. She's the daughter of a famous actor. And uh, 
she's now currently head of the tax authority, mm. but she was little known in the party before, like a few years ago, and she obviously does not have the stature of Shakirinska, and uh, I doubt she could bring too many people from the Shakirinska faction along uh, in Z- on Zayev's side. Uh, uh, so she, she re- she's replacing Shakirinska, and then the rest uh, of the vice presidents are all Zayev loyalists, except for uh, education minister Mila Tsarovska, who is also powerful enough, like Shakirinska, to be her own person. She comes from the NGO far-left uh, faction of the party, and uh, she's very close to the banking uh, faction in the party, to the Harry Kostov, Komercialna Bank mm-hmm. faction. So, uh, you know, she's one of the richest persons in the party, independently and uh, close to Harry Kostov, who is one of the richest person in, people in the country. So she's the only person who could stand up to Zaev to some degree if uh, things go badly, who is still in leadership. Otherwise, Secretary General is his person, uh, Ljubčo Nikolovsky. The other vice presidents are Zaev's people, so uh, <clears throat> very little. He will have very little pushback to whatever he decides in the future in the party. You, yeah, you mentioned Harry Kostov, one of the richest men in Macedonia. You should have added one of the richest men in Macedonia who's not in prison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because we've yes. got uh, uh, Komchev and uh, Mialkov are both in prison right now, both yeah. very wealthy individuals as well. Um, n- not necessarily diehard uh, citizen loyalists, but um, uh, interesting. And back on Radmila for a moment, uh, you mentioned that she obviously wants to be the, uh, the ambassador to Washington, D.C., uh, hanging out with her new best friend, or what is it, BBF best friend? No, BFF best friend forever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not currently hip and with it on the lingo, the abbreviations yeah, yeah. for you know. You use it like Elon Musk would use it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hello, fellow kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so of course, yes. Even, so, even that is, even that is. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. See, yeah. I am just woefully inadequate at this this hipster stuff. How yeah. do you? Okay. Yes. You're just being sus. <laughs> Just stop it, Jason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what film that's from. I can't even remember. That's Steve Buscemi. I know that. Yeah, um, that's Steve, yeah. Yeah, okay. I got that part right. Um, anyway. Or something. Yeah. yeah. So she she's out at, uh, hanging out at, uh, at Krivalak with uh, Kate Burns, the U.S. ambassador. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a number of uh, NATO operations going on out there. I did happen to find, of course, in my daily um, perusal of the news on the Twitters and whatnot, uh, a Colonel Freeman from the U.S. Air Force who was out there, and they had mm-hmm. a clip of him, you know, talking about uh, our North Macedonian partners, yeah. uh, which, of course, will go on my list. Uh, part of my uh, upcoming, um, uh, my next article on uh, the uh, the uh, NATO's credibility problem in Macedonia, another subject. But going back to Radmila, she wants to be uh, ambassador. The president, Stavo Pendorovsky, nominates ambassadors Proposes and nominates ambassadors, or is that the, the prime um, ministers? Everybody is uh, involved. Uh, Everybody's the government, in it together. Okay, yeah. uh, the foreign minister and the president. Everybody has one portion of the right of the task. Yeah, I I, I find it hard. You know, if she's if, so, the question I guess, and I guess this will reveal itself in the, in the coming weeks and months is: Is Radmila distancing herself from Citizen, or is Zoran distancing her from Citizen, or is it a combination of both things? Uh, does she know that the, the the anvil is about ready to fall and, and crush him? Um, mm. I, 
you know, you mentioned, you kind of alluded to that, I'm not sure, but I don't, I don't know if, if her going to Washington as ambassador, uh, would certainly get her out of the country and whatnot, but I, th I would think that Zaya would want a loyalist in that position there, but we'll see. Um, but you did mention, um, uh, the education minister, uh, Sorovska, and yeah. of course that's the other thing we mentioned, uh, in the monologue, uh, to, at the top of the hour for this, the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast. This is episode 113, and we're recording this on Tuesday, the 18th of May. Um, so she's moving ahead with plans to digitize school books in Macedonia, which is makes it easier, of course, to change them, obviously. Digital yes. is, is easy to do. Um, I, I do find it interesting, you know, and, and just to go... How do they? What, what's the other term that's used? Um, uh, digital adjacent, I guess, would be the right term, or something like that. Uh -huh. uh, so Amazon, uh, the uh, the book Leviathan, um, quietly removed a conservative book uh, a mm -hmm. couple of months ago uh, when Harry became Sally <laughs> uh, by um, Ryan Anderson, formerly of the Heritage Institute. Uh, it was and a I title. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Uh, obviously about uh, guys that think they're girls, etc. Um, but the fascinating thing about it was not only did Amazon remove it from its its uh, website, you can't buy it, but if you had ever purchased that book from Amazon and downloaded it to your Kindle or other device, the book disappeared. You uh -huh. paid for it, but you don't physically, yeah. I'm using air quotes here, own it. So it Thank disappeared. You. One reason, which is why I have about 900 books in my collection, physical hard copy and, and paperback books. You can't remove that at the blink of an yeah. eye because it's physical. I own it, uh, which is one reason that I personally like hard copy, soft uh, paperback books. I, I just like the feel of sitting down and opening. And, and of course, for, for me, it's highlighting and underlining and dog-earing the pages and things like that. And I know you, you can do that digitally, or they say you can do that digitally. I don't care. I'm, again, going back to my hello, fellow kids, or whatever it was, um, I'm old mm. school. Uh, so in, our, in, in this digital age, yes, I, I get the idea, much easier to update, all that other stuff. Uh, but I think we can all agree that the whole point of this exercise is to acquiesce to the demands of... Bulgaria and Greece through the so through the so-called Prespa Agreement, so-called Good Neighborly Relations Agreement, or whatever it's called, uh, that that have uh, signed with uh, Bulgaria, uh, and that's the whole point of this exercise. Yeah. So we have parents and students that don't want this to happen. Um, of course, there's the other issue of parents uh, and, and students that don't have the the funds to to get the physical equipment needed to, uh, to, to read and engage in these digital books, et cetera. And that's another issue that needs to be considered. I guess there's another issue of, you know, how, you know, how are you going to take these physical books and make them digital? Do you scan them? Yep. Do you key in the information and the, and scan the uh, photos and, and, um, and, uh, you know, everything else that, that goes into a book? Do you, how do you, I don't know how you do it. Um, somebody's got to do it. But there's there's the issue of that as well. So there's a cost there. Um, yeah. But what is what is? Let's look at the calendar. What's what's her plan that she's laid out for doing this? And what grades? What books are we talking about to begin with? Uh, well, this should affect all uh, high school books. Hmm. And uh, as for the elementary education, her plan was different to 
cancel bunches of classes and roll them together, like history with geography and civics, and roll it into one mega class. And uh, the way she's proposing this the is last five hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to put all that into one class, it's going to be a long yeah, class. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the way this is being proposed is making people realize: listen, the, the main goal here is to rewrite the the books, mm -hmm. and especially the history books, because. Uh, we see all this pressure from Bulgaria, Greece, and Albanians in Macedonia. They uh, affected the changes to one uh, geography textbook recently, which uh, said that you know Albanians have been moving into Macedonia at a larger pace under communism and from Kosovo, which is you know factual. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think even had the sentence like this is causing disruptions, which is you know factual. It truly had a war over this changing demographic, but. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, Albanians resented the fact that their rising numbers uh, in Macedonia are causing a disruption. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you should teach the children that uh, demographic changes in society are, uh, can lead to war or strife or you know, changing balance of power, which is not always pretty and uh, uh, done peacefully. So... Um, so it's coming from three sides, Greece, Bulgaria, and the Albanians here. Mm. And uh, obviously, once uh, all the books are digital or are rewritten for the purpose of making a mega class uh, out of several classes, uh, then it would, it, it's just a simple matter of control F of uh, adding uh, North Macedonia everywhere or whatever some country wants, like uh, the Greeks saying, well, all the ancient period belongs to the Hellenic civilization and, and you have nothing to do with it. Mm. So, you know, this can be inserted easily in the in the books. Or when the Bulgarians say all the medieval period and the period of national struggle belongs to Bulgaria and Macedonia is a newly created nation out of the Bulgarian nation, this can easily be done in the books. Even though, listen, I've been exposed to, uh, to history books recently uh, and they're actually written, you know, there is a balanced... Uh, even too balanced for my taste, uh, portrayal of, you know, we parallel study the Serbian history, the Bulgarian history, the uh, Vlach and the Albanian history. So do, it's not like we're learning just the history of the Macedonians or view everything through Macedonian lens. Or, you know, when the Bulgarians protest that they're being portrayed as a more primitive tribe which settled into the Balkans, uh, Macedonians, Slavs, are portrayed in the exact same fashion. Mm -hmm. It's the book describes us how the Slavs, when they came, they found more advanced cities and didn't know what to do with them. So they made like touched huts on the ruins of the majestic uh, Roman era cities in the Balkans. So we do not come, you know, we, if we are considered just Slavic, do not come off as, <laughs> you know, uh, particularly good in the books. But uh, there is no end to these demands. And right. uh, so on one hand, this is complete like book burning and rewriting of history, which is extremely totalitarian and so exactly something you would expect from this type of uh, new new age leftists. Uh, but then, you know, Wimmer is uh, supporting the protests. Protests were held uh, this weekend and uh, some schools, the high school kids are uh, boycotting because they want to go, you know, to school and they want to meet the girls, etc. So uh, uh, I suppose they, they have been demanding in-person schooling since the crisis started and they insist that uh, uh, they, they fear that, that fully digital books will mean that there's going to be online education forever. 
next year as well, which yeah. still is not certain how things are going to go with, with that regard. Mm. Uh, so Vimmer is supporting the protests, but they're finding it difficult to voice their reasons. So they go for this angle that apparently, as you said, how, how they're going to do this technically, uh, allegedly Tsarovsky is planning to have a creation company scan the books, digitalize them, maybe create some kind of like video and uh, uh, computer game style uh, classes. And she's allegedly planning to pay good money for this and is allegedly linked to the, the company. So they're going for the corruption angle. They're going for this. Um, uh, not all children have computers. So this is discriminatory to the poor families angle. But they're not voicing this year zero arguments which we discussed uh, mm -hmm. uh, enough and it's stupid because women were very out outspoken in adding computers in the schools and opening more IT schools and making mm -hmm. more objective uh, testing uh, uh, in schools and less subjective uh, testing by the teachers uh, available so women uh, have been decent education reformers mm -hmm. so now it sounds you know weird when they uh, come out against uh, digitalization. The left sent some journalists to the protest. They recorded, they, they, they go to the uh, weirdest looking person at the protest as usual and record him or her in this case. It was two elderly women who did not you know, know what they're for and uh, could not voice their opposition to the reforms well. So obviously now this was all in the news, in the, in the left media, look at this. Uh, stupid, you know, village people from Vomero, they don't know why, why they're protesting. So, um, but the real reasons are, are uh, uh, the history rewriting, and especially, you know, Tsarovska as a minister, she comes from Hira, which is an oh, NGO, yeah. which is the official partner of, uh, uh, we discussed her a bunch of times here, her NGO is the official partner of uh, Planned Parenthood in the US, mm -hmm. so she's, she would organize non-stop conferences and lobbying efforts for abortion on demand. Uh, they support uh, drug legalization, even hard drug legalization. So it's a very radical, uh, on the social issues, very radical left group. And uh, she's now pushing for sexual education at a young age, which would be in which the teachers will be trained by Hera, which is a huge conflict of interest on its own. But, uh, you know, the corrupt elements aside, the stuff the children would be taught <laughs> is what worries me. They're going to learn that, you know, they, they have parental units, one of whom is a birthing unit and, you know, whatever. The new speak mm -hmm. for, for mother parenting. and father yeah. is at the moment. And that they can decide on their own gender when they're old enough and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, the, the, she's dangerous. Yeah, all, all of these things you just mentioned, all these things that she's advocating, these are all products of a diseased mind and no. and that is what she is she she has a diseased mind and i think the winning issue not just for vomero but for anybody in macedonia who cares about the future of macedonia macedonia's children and future generations need to be standing up and protesting loudly and often against people like sorovska and by default Zoran Zayev and the entire government, because this is dangerous. This is, you know, Svetin, if this is very similar to what we've got going on here 
and in other yeah. countries as well with the far left. And of course, here it's the so-called 1619 Project of uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who is a New York mm -hmm. Times uh, writer and columnist. She came up with this uh, two years ago, and and the whole idea was to reframe the founding of the United States of America, not as 1776, which with the Declaration of yeah. Independence as our birth certificate, but 1619 when the first slaves were brought over to America. And it was supposed to be this whole 400 years of slavery. The United States is built on slavery. Everything that we have is built on slavery. Everything should be looked at through slavery. Uh, slavery is the original sin, and it cannot be forgiven, is the whole point of the 1619 Project. And, of course, they're trying to get that. I think some schools are actually adopting the curriculum because they've adopted the, the 1619 Project to school curriculum, and they're trying to get it in the schools. And, of course, that's... Um, now I can properly use the word adjacent. It's adjacent to uh, critical race theory. So people like mm. um, uh, the so-called scholar Ibram Kendi, Ibram X. Kendi, whose real name is Ibram Henry Rogers, by the way. Mm. Uh, so he's a fraud. And he's also a racist. Um, everything is supposed to be looked at through the, through the prism of race, which is totally yeah. antithetical and opposite of what Dr. King said, to look, don't look at the content don't look at the color of the skin, but the content of the character. Now, Kendi and, and, and Nicole, Nicole Hannah-Jones say, no, look at the skin color, not the content of their character. So, but again, this whole thing is a far-left agenda. And because of the things you mentioned with, with Hera and, and all of that, that far-left agenda, which will totally shred the very fabric of society if it's implemented into the curriculum in the schools there, this is the issue that Vomero, and again, anybody who cares about Macedonia's children should be talking about and protesting and protesting loudly and often because that, I promise you, will rip the country in half more than it already has been. It, not just in half, but in, in multiple, multiple ways. So th th these are the reasons. The other, you know, and here's another issue. Let's just say she's successful in digitizing the, the textbooks and school books and changing the history and, and everything else. Well... When Vomero comes to power, and they will, because that's just the way it works, mm. they'll change him back. And then when Sudasim comes back to power at some point, they'll change them back. And what, you know, th that's no way to raise a generation of, of kids by changing the history every four or eight or 12 years. You, it just is, you, people need to, reasonable people, they're, they're, I'm sure there are reasonable people on the left, and reasonable people on the right need to come together not politicians, but historians, and say, okay, here's the history, without regard to the pressures from Bulgaria, pressures from Greece, pressures from the Albanian minority in Macedonia, etc., and say, this is the history of Macedonia. I know that there are reasonable people who can agree on what that is, um, and, and that this, this needs to be taught to Macedonia's children. So, um, yeah, we need to break up the schools, actually. We shouldn't have one person deciding uh, uh, the curriculum for everybody. Well, you know, we, we should have like uh, several uh, uh, conglomerates of schools. And you, you can decide if you want to, you know, for lack of better words, send your child to the Vimera school or the uh, ASDSM <laughs> school or something in between. And uh, what kind of curriculum uh, uh, you would get. This is really... Uh, I mean, Vomero were accused of introducing religious education in schools, but at the same time, you know, there was an opt-out. You could just study like something like classical evolution of uh, 
of uh, ethics through religion or just ethics. Uh, so, you know, you, you were not directly influenced uh, by this. Uh, and the, the other changes were mostly technical, like uh, more computers and uh, this uh, objective testing regime, which I mentioned. Well, <laughs> here with the left, obviously, they will not give you an opt-out. They will insist that uh, they teach your child uh, the history of the country completely bi in a completely biased way, mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, Zaf <laughs> is... Uh, forced to sign at the moment by whichever neighboring country uh, and they will teach you creative um, genetics and gender studies um, and even you know this uh, a lot of this is actually imported from the US mm. we would have people here uh, through USA there you, you can sense that they're like uh, extrapolating uh, their theories at, which they're developing at home that the whites have a depth uh, toward the blacks or you know the white mm -hmm. guilt uh, in the US and they're trying to project it on the minority population in Macedonia the Macedonians and they look for what what minority would fill fill in the, for the for the blacks here and they they focus on the Albanians mm -hmm. <laughs> even though historically we had 500 years of Ottoman rule in Macedonia Muslim rule and in which the Christians uh, were enslaved mm -hmm. and the muslims were the rulers so if we are looking for our what would it be like uh, when was the battle at maritza 13 something project mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then we would have uh, you know we would be looking into the roles would be completely reversed we, we would be with macedonians should by all right be, be the blacks in this <laughs> if we're looking for a new historic narrative and uh, albanians who adopted islam and uh, proudly you know mm -hmm in their own, uh, you know, narrative uh, served the Sultan, they should be considered the slave owners right. to a large extent here. If we are transcribing the American narrative into Macedonia, and we obviously are, but we're doing it uh, upside down. So uh, it's stupid even to, to do it. But if we are doing it, since we are doing it, we're, we're still doing it wrong. So yeah. It's really, really diseased. It is. It is. Well, we'll continue to follow that uh, educational issue. Let's. Um, I got a good um, farmer's pick, but before that, let's let's talk a little bit about um, football. And when I say football oh. as American, I don't mean football as an American. I mean soccer as an American, which mm -hmm. the rest of the world calls football. Now, I again admit I'm not with it on hip hep culture. I don't get the references all the time. I get some of them. Um, I get the older ones, you know, going back to the Monty Python days and 40, 50 years old and things like that. But football in Macedonia and the various, um, the federation and the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the leagues, etc. I, I don't understand yeah. how that all works. But I do know from reading the news that the Shkindia Football Club uh, won their league title uh, over the the traditional uh, leader, which is Vardar. So why don't you explain a little bit about that? But, of course, the point is that Shkindia, being a ethnic Albanian uh, team, um, was the celebrations were hijacked by uh, Dewey and Ali Ahmeti and his party, and, of mm -hmm. course, they, they went uh, nationalist crazy, shall we say. Yeah, well, unlike uh, American football, uh European soccer, because it's played between cities which were at war for a long time in our history and between countries which were 
until recently in war it's an extension of warfare so <laughs> you <laughs> have you view you view your so national soccer team and your national and your local football team as uh, your military company charging against the enemy and in this case obviously uh, Albanians support uh, Shkendia and other teams like Shkupi and Struga and Macedonians support Vardar and other teams and uh, we had uh, Vardar was actually doing very well under Gruevski we had this Russian businessman who was supporting the team uh, immensely through real estate deals here and uh, uh, booking you know sports betting uh, and he built a major hotel etc so he supported the football club and the handball club and he took the handball club to two wins uh, European titles in uh, three years which is unprecedented success for us and uh, Vardar was actually doing pretty well um, under him but Zaev obviously you know because this club is supported by the committee which are a football uh, fan club uh, uh, who they, they were very loud in uh, protesting Zaev and uh, What's he doing to the country? Uh, Zaev, in an interview with BuzzFeed, complained that uh, Russian businessmen from Greece, through this uh, Samsonenko guy in Skopje, were funding the committee to kill him or protest against him, etc. Uh, and he attacked Samsonenko with all the regulatory powers, etc. And eventually the guy just packed up and left, and uh, both clubs are now in disarray. There is still some money trickling in the handball team and it's still uh, holding its own but the Vardar football club is now relegated to the second link which is a huge humiliation for for the team and for the country especially in the context of uh, it was artificial it was done by the government mm. while at the same time an Albanian team wins the title and not only that I think the second and the third teams uh, ranked in the league are also Albanian so it, it's a full sweep it's a uh, you know, they're obviously rubbing it in the faces of uh, uh, the Macedonians and the Vardar fans. Uh, Zaev was making these comments about the committee shortly after uh, one of the committee, a young kid, uh, uh, Nikola Sazdovsky, was killed by Albanians mm -hmm. who support... Uh, they, they were the Skopje fans of the of the Albanian clubs, uh, Schwirceri. Mm -hmm. uh, the... the the Tito uh, is from Tito, and their fans, the Bali, uh, they call themselves the Balisti, which is, which was an Albanian paramilitary group which fought with the Nazis in World War II and actually, you know, mostly attacking Macedonians in this period. Uh, so you know they have a, a neo-Nazi name for the, uh, for the fans, and they are constantly like they would attack like a Macedonian cafe in Tito, ch chanting all sorts of horrible stuff about Macedonians during. Uh, games mm. and uh, now that they won the title they gave the trophy to Ali Ahmeti the leader of the Dewey party the entire party was there to celebrate this as a national success they were doing the Albanian eagle with their hands which mm. is the symbol often used by uh, Albanian nationalists uh, the head of the, the the chairman of the football league uh, football federation is an Albanian he was also there doing the same salute so yeah I mean uh, if it's an extension of uh, war, you know, so soccer, uh, this was definitely celebrated like a military victory by the by the Albanians by burning torches across uh, Tetovo, masked gatherings, uh, waving flags, etc. So um, 
Gotcha. And Saif in the past would say, I'm supporting Shkin, the other my team. And it became a running joke that when he would go support the Macedonian team, people would shout at him, go go to a Shkindia game, don't come here. Hmm. Don't pretend that you're supporting the Macedonians because you're selling down everything that is Macedonian and you deliberately destroy their club. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, that's what's happening in the, on the football maybe, side. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we need to get the attention of CNN and MSNBC uh, since they're always harping on uh, supposed um, neo-Nazis in America. Um, mm. you know, and get them to focus on this, uh, the, the Balisti? Uh, Bali Kombitar, yeah. uh, which yep. was the uh, Nazi adjacent, actually not even Nazi adjacent, Nazi aligned um, uh, paramilitary group, I guess is the best word for it, uh, yep. during World War II. Uh, and I know our friend uh, Sasha Uzanov from Australia uh, has been mm. really harping on this and, and tying Dewey and Ali Ahmeti. Uh, really harping. Yeah, <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, the, the, Nazi movement in World War II, etc. He'll he'll get some traction on that at some point. Um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the European Union and others tend to uh, turn a blind eye to that. So um, yeah, it's the what we always discuss here: the uh, diluting, the weakening of Macedonian patriotism, mm-hmm. the Macedonian spirit in the country by Zaev, these constant humiliations uh, against Macedonians. They're just awakening more nationalism in Greece, and uh, which is now currently. Deflected because Bulgaria is picking up the the role of blocking <laughs> Macedonia, yeah. and it's awakening nationalism in Albanians, yeah, yeah. who right. have territorial claims on Macedonia. Exactly. Yeah. Well, to be continued. Um, all right, we're running. Well, I'm. I, it's the morning here, uh, and so I need to get to the office uh, because this gig doesn't. This gig doing this podcast, Fetin, doesn't pay enough. Doesn't pay anything actually. <laughs> Yep. We do it because I we have enjoy to go it. Get, What's that? Uh, I got to get to the office as well, which in my case is the dining room. <laughs> there you go. But before that, we, we do have a uh, farmer's pick. Uh, Want to end on good news. And it is this. So um, this is uh, Ivana Simonovska. She is a recognized wine expert in Macedonia. And um, I've met her a couple of times, but... Um, she maintains a, a, a blog and a website about what's going on with Macedonian wine. Good news, Svetin. And uh, from her latest, the International Wine Challenge mm-hmm. 2021 brings 21 medals for Macedonian wineries. And that's the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, uh, as she says here, one of the most influential wine competitions in the world. 21 medals for Macedonian wineries. Uh, it's a uh, rigorous judging process, she says, where it's, it's blind, of course. Uh, and uh, just real quickly, so we got uh, Chateau Kamnik, Skoven, uh, and Tikbesh, I believe, got medals, uh, gold, um, silver, and bronze, uh, various mm-hmm. different uh, wines. Um, let's see, we got Kratosia, uh, La Pauvre Chardonnay, Tagazayug, actually, Bella Voda, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, Alexandria Cuvée Red, Etc. Etc. So, good news: twenty-one medals for Macedonian wines uh, in this competition. So that always brings uh, prestige to um, to Macedonia. And uh, and uh, actually, next week when we do this podcast, I've got a couple of more uh, back on on wine again. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. And 
even though it's morning right now, I would sure like to have a nice glass of Macedonian wine. I think I'm going to have to wait until the Yeah, afternoon. this sounds like a good excuse to do some day drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but here would be morning drinking, and I still haven't started my yeah, workday yeah. yet. So uh, I'm going to have to put it off until the afternoon. So anyway. Uh, well, I should just wait for a few hours, and it, it will be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Always good talking to you, Sven. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care. You too.